0: I ain't trying to break you down, but for real, you might as well give up now. Think you got a chance, but I don't see how. Got a real tight grip when I hold that crown. My life been good and bad and all around. The more things I lost, the more I found. One thing I taught myself to do, no matter the problem, refuse to lose. So. And here we are champs another week another day so we are coming in I know I apologize I am a week late for the 11 weeks of this wonderful fitness journey that I'm bringing you through in regards to uh the myths of the fitness industry so ah, bear with me we are launching the app so we are doing we are soft launching so now we're it's open to the public Um, And the goal is to try to find out if there's any other bugs. And then we're just going to keep rolling with this and keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, The goal is to do our official big launch about two weeks before Thanksgiving. And uh, I will be doing kind of a Cyber Sunday type special uh, for the swag and for um, supplements. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, And then also, we are looking at doing a founder Special Uh, of which that will be released with our next mindful post, uh, which should be coming to you no later than Thursday evening. So you'll be seeing that. I apologize about the glare in the eye, but the lighting back here just isn't all that great. If you're watching the video, uh, I really wanted to make sure that I can bring out the the beauty and sprinkle, the sparkle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sprinkle, oops. (laughs) Uh, that's one thing you'll notice about me, you guys, um, when it comes to my podcast or my videos, I don't fucking press stop and rewind. I will probably slip up on some words here and there. Sometimes I might ramble a little bit and take myself completely off topic, but that is the beauty. That is MOC Fitness. So with MOC Fitness, uh, lots of new swag out there. Uh, get yourself on it. The app's live. Um, no more messing around with this. Um, I'm going to be releasing uh, the running portion soon. Uh, Very excited about that. Um, And that's going to also, when the running portion comes out, the the high intensity training is going to come out with it, where you're going to have my voice in your ear talking to you about when to go, when to slow down, all that stuff. So uh, really excited about that. So without further ado, though, we're going to go ahead and dive on in to these Fucking myths. So we left off with number nine. And the number nine myth was uh, basically talking about like you can hit fat burning uh, zones in a workout. And and there are certain truths to that. But when it comes down to it, like the goal is to, to maximize your caloric burn, to make it so that your body really has to continuously adapt. Uh, and I was talking about that earlier today with clients in regards to not just having your nutrition or not just having your workouts kind of fluctuate and and change so that there's this constant adaptation within reason of course Um, there's there's an extreme which is crossfit where it's like every day is completely different and then there's kind of this in between where you can create different workouts but you do it with the same emphasis on specific muscle groups and energy systems so it's totally possible Uh, That being said, it's the same thing when it comes to nutrition too. Uh, So the goal is to keep this constant adaptation, this constant positive stress on the body. So the body has to keep growing and keep changing. That's how you're going to see continuous change. And then you find out what's working in that particular process for sustainable change. So addressing your habits, all that jazz. Now, that once again, segued hard from the fat burning zone in a workout, which I believe is It's Yes, it's possible. However, if you work out for three hours at this fat burning zone and I work out for 45 minutes at this ridiculous high intensity, we're going to burn the same amount of fat. We're going to burn the same amount of calories. What it really comes down to, it's not reinventing the wheel. And too many people are out there trying to reinvent the wheel. It is very basic. Calories in versus calories out. Now, it's not a oh, I need to eat less calories to see better results. No, you need to know what your your basal metabolic rate is so that you can get a calculation of approximate caloric burn and then kind of fluctuate depending on what your activity is for the day. These are ways that you're going to burn fat. Your workout, it's very minimal. It's working out to make it so that your body uses that energy that you're consuming so that you're able to actually tap into those stored energy systems, i.e. fat. So that's kind of like catching you up with now. So now we are on to number 10, stretching before workout, I'm sorry, stretching prevents injuries. Now that statement has been twisted in ways that you just, you can't imagine. So does stretching prevent injuries? Yes, yes, it does. Does stretching before a workout prevent injuries? No, no, it does not. Doing static stretching before a workout is about the equivalent of trying to freeze a shoelace and then yank it apart as fast as possible and wonder why it broke. Your muscles have been just fused together essentially <laughs> in layman terms from sitting on your ass. And now you're gonna go in and say, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and bust into this deep ass stretch to get into this workout to prevent this injury, yo. No, it doesn't work that way. What you need to be doing is some sort of dynamic movements that are going to be related to the movement that you're going to be doing in the workout. Most workouts are going to generally have squats and so, so, some sort of pushing. So having some sort of hip, mo- uh, hip modality, some things that are going to get blood flow to the legs, some arms and shoulder stuffs, and your warm-up is going to be key. But doing stretching? Mm-mm. Now, the science behind it is you're actually deterring from building strength. So your stretching is preventing your gains. Now, someone's going to take that and be like, I don't need to stretch anymore. Never going to stretch again. No, that's not the case. You do need to stretch after workouts, after the muscles have reached peak performance and the blood flows all through there and the elasticity of the muscles actually at a a really pliable rate. Now, stretch and do a lot of foam rolling do compression treatment. These are things that are gonna get that bad blood out of there to make so that you can function the next day. Most people don't realize, but the soreness that you're feeling is your body trying to maneuver with the scar tissue and bad blood just stuck in different pockets and it's not comfortable. And if you're dehydrated, that's gonna make it so that that fascia tissue just is like, yeah, sandpaper across itself and that fucking sucks. So stretching before a workout, Probably not ideal. Just saying. Now, if you're doing yoga, that's a little bit different. And if you actually pay attention in yoga, there's a lot of dynamic movement. It's very slow and purposeful dynamic movement getting into these positions. Now, if you've been training yoga your entire life, you are a freaking yogi. I am not one, not at all, not flexible. Now, if you are a yogi, then you're going to be able to get into these movements and these positions a lot more efficient than, say, myself but that isn't a testament to your training. Just like without warming up, I could drop into a pretty solid squat position without warming up. You would think by looking at my squat that I'm pretty mobile, but then you watch me actually walk around and you realize I walk around like a statue. It's not good. (laughs) So, What you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you do dynamic movements to get heart rate up, blood flow through the body, and really get yourself prepared to step in to champion the shit out of that fucking workout because stretching beforehand, you ain't championing anything. You're actually depreciating your body's ability to function under high duress. So don't stretch before workout, do dynamic movements. If you don't know what they are, go download the MOC Fit app, pop out, that $20 a month and you're going to get workouts that are engineered for you to help figure that the fuck out. Yes, I'm shamelessly plugging the fuck out of my app. Deal with it. (laughs) Number 11, number 11, fat can turn into muscle and muscle can turn into fat. Holy shit. I think my mind just melted. So if you, if you paid attention on the mindful tip that I had last week, a cat cannot turn into a dog, and a dog cannot turn into a cat. Yes, they are living creatures, so that makes them similar, but not the same. Fat cannot turn into muscle. They are both n- forms of energy. They are both a macronutrient when consumed, yes. However, one is stored energy, one is active motor energy. Does that make sense? So one is engineered to continuously move and adapt and make it so that you, your body, can continuously perform at specific levels and potentially beyond. The other is like a tank of what you just keep putting stuff in. And then when that one's full, it creates another little tank to put stuff in. So at no point does this tank decide, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and reshape myself and turn myself into a motor and make it so that I can adapt and continuously perform. Because the sole purpose and the sole performance of that tank is to store energy. That is it. That is all. Muscle is there to actually continuously adapt and reshape the frame of your body the foundation and you can't do that by changing it it does it just doesn't change it's 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 almost hard to try to make it sound scientific but i'm sorry in 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 that sentence is just so much stupidity and for the longest i never thought that this was a possible question but obviously if it cracks the top 13 the top 15 it's a question people are asking and that's that's just wow i mean i don't even know so if you run across somebody that says well you know what you weigh more because muscle weighs more than fat slap them in the fucking face like that's that might be the reason why people think that muscle and fat are the same so you know oh yeah gain muscle I I changed it from fat to muscle. No, you didn't. One pound of fat, and here is the shocker. One pound of fat is equal to, not lesser or greater than, it is equal to one pound of muscle. (gasps) Oh my God. Did some of you just get a wrinkle in your brain? Right? I know, I must have that's the sad thing is, is i know i joke about this but there's even some trainers out there that feel like this that think this way and they think oh man gain city let's go have a cheat day and eat all this stuff we're going to consume so much fat we're eating on this keto we're treating ourselves because i'm going to turn this fat into muscle <laughs> no you are not Fat's going to be burned at whatever rate your body's metabolic system is going to burn it and it's going to be sourced appropriately in your body. So for those of you that are going out there telling people, yes, you could turn fat into muscle, in a roundabout way with this whole process of breaking down fat, carbohydrates and whatnot to be able to feed the muscular system and rebuild it, sure. But it doesn't just go, I'm fat. I'm a muscle. It doesn't do that, so I'm, I'm sorry for those of you that think that that's a possibility. Looks like your gain train stops now. <laughs> so that would be number eleven, you guys. Now moving on to number twelve. So this was the the talk about at the very beginning there, the that uh, kind of transition from the the MOC mindful tips hitting a fat burning. Uh, I'm sorry, not a hitting, fat burning, but the the calories on your machine are 100% accurate. Now, if this is the case, then that means every politician tells the truth. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that too soon with this whole political shit that's going on? (laughs) Come on. Even our watches aren't 100% accurate. So you're going to tell me that this, cardio machine that you just happen to grab that thousands of people put their filthy fucking hands on and you grab and then wipe your face because you're sweaty and then you grab it again. It's telling you exactly what your heart rate is. Get the fuck out of here. they no, really it's like, press press stop. Just Just go home. <laughs> no, they're not they're far from it. The, let's take, for example, the elliptical. The elliptical is actually like, God, what is it? I would say that it's probably 100 calories off. So based off of a study like that, the BYU did, it, it's about 100 calories off per like five, per 30 minutes of a high-intensity training. Now, that high-intensity training differs depending on the person, of course, but nonetheless, hundred calories per 30 minutes and somebody you'd be sitting on that thing for like an hour and a half yo that's 300 calories that that thing is off you're like I burned 1200 calories now you burn 900 which was still good but you're off or when somebody's like I burned 300 calories I earned this burger well guess what you didn't because it's 300 calories off so really, Sit back and think about that. Like the most accurate machines are in the doctor's like labs and, and, and surgery rooms and shit like that. We don't have that on the treadmills. They don't put that kind of money into it. Come on, man. <laughs> so that, that was last week's um, myths and lies. So this week Uh, So, because we're kind of doing a two-parter. I'm getting everything caught up in one. This week, number 13 is workouts should be at least an hour. Now, I fucking love working out. I would work out for three or four hours if I had the chance. That's why I do CrossFit competitions. All day of working out, being around people, just working out. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Last I checked though, not everybody's built like me. Like I'm literally... I am addicted to working out. If I see somebody working out and I talk to them, I now want to work out with them. When my wife is out rowing or doing some sort of calisthenic work, I'm like, hey, I'll do some squats with you. Why, right? Not everybody's built like that though. I'm a little bit crazy. I'll self admit, I'm a little bit crazy. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we find what works for you. Now, it of course entails finding that little bit of discomfort because nothing really changes when you're in your comfort zone. Uh, this is something I talked about as well earlier today with the client and I, we were talking about how people would do the same thing for eight years, nutrition wise, uh, workout wise and they'd be like, I don't know why I never change, yo. I've been doing the same thing for eight years and nothing. Been eating healthy, been working out, nothing. Well, guess what? You've been doing the same fucking thing for eight years. So you're gonna get the same fucking results. Your body's going to get to its max potential in that same facet of work. And if you're not changing it, then guess what? You're not going to change. So you have to find ways to tweak how you're you're working out, how you're consuming food, because if you don't, then you're just not gonna see that progress. Now, does that mean you have to work out for an hour? No, that doesn't mean you have to work out for an hour. Fuck that. Sometimes you can get in there, knock it out in 30 minutes, You can hit up a, about a 15 to 20 minute high intensity, whatever. However, you do want to warm up. So, I mean, minimum, I would say personally, my personal opinion as a trainer, as a professional in the industry, I would say 30 minutes minimum. You need to warm up. You could do a pretty solid, fast, fucking high intensity circuit and then you need to cool down and stretch oh yeah i said stretch cool down and stretch so your body once again it's proper elasticity proper blood flow now you're going to be able to get into proper range of motion for stretching i.e preventing injury do some compression stuff too Boom, bob's your uncle you're done 30 minutes yeah that's possible so when somebody tells you oh you can't get shit done in 30 minutes send them on over my way i'll kick your ass in 30 minutes and i'll do it with a purpose i'm not just going to do it just for the sake of kicking your ass i'll do it with a purpose like we're working your legs and your whole body's going to hurt you're going to feel it in your core all that jazz so we want to try to make sure we understand that to each their own everybody's own intensity is different same with the duration of workouts and then also you add into the fact that we're just a busy fucking culture do you really have, like, if you're not an athlete competing in something, do you really have an hour or more for training? There's so much you got to get done. I mean, maybe when you're like 20s, mid 20s down, sure, you can go into gym and just be a gym rat. But when you're like in that 30, 35, you got kids, you're thinking about kids, you got an actual job, job, not just to go somewhere to go to work, but like a job. Right, and you have people that res- rely on you. Then these responsibilities take precedence over working out. Now, I'll admit, sometimes I go into my garage and I'll knock out three hours, but majority of the time I keep it to that one hour, and I still maintain the same intensity and same type of training volume that I used to do. But now I just condense it because, well, I don't have people to talk to anymore. So, but either way, it's a, there is a way to condense things to make it so it's efficient. That you don't need one hour or more. You could do it in 30 minutes. So that number 13, false as fuck, right? False motherfucker. Number 14, coming in at number 14, right in the middle of the pack here, you should do your cardio first. False-ish. Depends on what you're trying to accomplish, but in the end, we come back to constantly varied. Now, this is a concept far before CrossFit ever came to the scene, but CrossFit's actually made it really popular. High intensity training has now adopted this, Orange Theory, a lot of other systems have started to adopt this particular theory in regards to constantly varied movements. Now, when you say constantly varied, it doesn't mean you're doing squats one day and then you're just doing bench the next day. That's, I mean, that's, yes, that's constantly varied, but you could also do squats on Monday lunges on Tuesday, box jumps on Wednesday, and you're still hitting the legs but with completely different styles or energy systems. You can go running on Thursday. I mean there's there's so much you could do and it's varied with the same focus. The focus on improving power, endurance, and flexibility and explosiveness of the legs but it's different every fucking day. That's constantly varied. So l- literally like it doesn't have to be just completely different shit. It's just different energy systems and different modalities to be able to hit the same general area. I hope that makes sense. So you want to try to make sure that you're taking your time and understanding what you need to do. Some people will warm up with just some basic calisthenics some jumping jacks some air squats, whatnot. not some people have to get on a treadmill and warm up. My joints personally cannot take a treadmill. I get on a rower because there's no impact. I'm getting too old for that shit. You see all this gray, it's fucking crazy. For those of you that aren't watching, I have a very gray beard. I'm proud of it. People are like, you should color it. I'm like, no, you should shut the fuck up. (laughs) But when it comes down to it, cardio first, why? if you can give me an actual scientific reason on why cardio should be done first, not, not an opinion that has scientific verbiage in it. I'm talking actual breakdown. Like if you go out and do a long bout of cardio before you do your strength stuff, you're actually going to limit your ability to derive power from your muscular structure. So it's like, you're not going to be as strong. If you go out and run for an hour, it's proven now, that's the reason why they have that squat run test. It's not run a sub five mile or sub six mile and then come back and squat 500 pounds. It's squat first and then go run because there's not many people, if at all, that will do it in the other fashion. Challenge out there, I might try it, but it suck. I might hurt myself. So <laughs> science has actually proven that Cardio beforehand, dep- well, and like I said, depending on your goals, if you're looking at trying to really get some gains and whatnot, then yeah, cardio beforehand is not necessarily ideal. So, so that's false-ish. Now, the big one. Lifting does not help you with weight loss. Now, if you, this is another one where you just need to slap the shit out of somebody. If you hear somebody say, I don't want to lift weights because I'm trying to lose weight. Like, what? Does that mean because you touched a barbell, you're going to get bulky? I mean, come on now. You got to, sometimes you just got to think before you speak. I have a hard time with that. My wife would be pretty brutally honest in regards to that. Uh, But man, I don't think I've said many things. I won't say I've ever said anything not as dumb as as that. Not as many things as dumb as that. Lifting does not help you with weight loss. So, quick math. If you gain one pound of lean muscle mass, you burn an additional 50 calories per hour that you just sit around, just sit and chill. That means in a few hours, in a day, Just sitting around, you can burn the equivalence of one caloric pound, 3,500 calories. That's possible by gaining only one pound of lean mass. What? But people have told me you can't lose weight when you lift weights because people versus professionals. Come on. Because too often, we would rather take advice from our friend or our Joe Schmo, and we don't want to pay attention to the actual science that fitness professionals such as myself have dove into for years, have studied, have even applied it to ourselves, have practiced it. And when you ask us and you're like dumbfounded when we give you this answer, but then you just are like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyways then sure, stop wasting my time. I'll invoice you later. (laughs) So that's number 15 uh, when it comes to the myths or lies that the fitness industry tells us. Now that kind of concludes last week and this week. So that's gonna be this week's blog. So you'll see that and the mindful tips are gonna be coming out this week as well. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give you a little bonus one too. Uh, oh, if you're, if you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram, you motherfuckers, and then also find our YouTube page, MOC Fit. That's where these videos go. So if you want to see all these wonderful facial expressions that I have and my awesome rainbow brick wall behind me, this curtainy wall, then go to the YouTube page. Stop being a weirdo and just listen to me. I mean, you make me feel like a creeper whispering sweet nothings in your ear, but I digress. A little bonus myth is uh, you need pre-workout to work out. You don't need caffeine. You want caffeine uh, to get that extra oomph. To be totally honest with you, drinking water is going to be just as efficient. If you drink eight ounces of water in the morning or even eight ounces of water before you work out, it actually helps jumpstart your metabolism and your metabolism is a direct correlation to your energy. When that spikes, your energy spikes and then your body's able to actually function, jump into your workout and get started and guess what? You're moving, you don't need caffeine to get going. What's gonna happen if you have that energy burst from from a pre-workout you're going to get into the middle of your workout and you're going to crash and that's the reason why most people skip the leg portion or skip their cardio so make sure that you're actually finding balance uh in regards to what you're putting in your body me personally i do use branched chain amino acids but i use a caffeine free branched chain amino acid there was a time where i would do uh, some ridiculous amounts of pre-workout and at that point i realized i had a problem when I would go out and find the pre-workout that had no flavor so I could put it in my coffee that had nine shots of espresso. And then I wondered why I was having like chest pains and headaches because I was overdosing the crap out of myself, yo. (laughs) So that's a little bonus uh, for you. But um, in the end, you guys, be smart find a fitness professional that's going to be able to help you kind of maneuver through these times because the thing that really the thing that's beautiful but yet sucks about the fitness industry is it is not regulated there's no corporatized aspect that regulates exactly how the fitness industry can run and what people can or can't say the social media platforms have tried to limit people doing before and after pictures and doing all this um like you know oh, eat like this and look like me, blah, blah, blah. And they've tried to limit it because of body shaming. And in the end, you have to understand, if a program is geared around strictly shakes or cutting out a macronutrient, then it's looking for that quick fix. You want to find a program that's going to find balance, that's going to help you find your triggers to prevent anything from happening in the future. For me as a personal trainer, I love the days that my clients slip up with food. I love it when they fucking lose motivation for working out. And it's not because it's job security. Personally, I love it when my clients actually graduate from working with me, when they work with me because they want to. What I love about the bad days is that's when we're actually gonna make progress. We're going to log your food. We're going to find out what, that trend, what your trends are and what your triggers are, and we're going to establish a plan to be able to attack it moving forward. That's why I love bad days. If you think about it, a champion is not a champion because of the fact that they celebrate their good days all the time. A champion is a champion because they look back on what they do wrong or what they might have not done so great, and they perfect it. Matt Frazier is not the best in the world because he is really good at squat clean, so he does every every day. He finds what he sucks at, and he works on that. Tia Claire is not the best in the world at CrossFit because of the same reason. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, the list goes on. They find out what they might need a little bit of work on, and they put a plan together to approach it properly. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And what you don't realize is how much work you actually have put in to get where you're at when you realize that you need to do something to get where you wanna be. The difference is when you're having fun, it doesn't feel like work, does it? And time flies by and suddenly you look in the mirror and you think, holy shit, who the hell is that? So with that, MOC Fit app is live. Find us in your Google Play, your iTunes, uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) your Apple Store. Uh, So find us in there, M-O-C Fit. That's M as in mom, O as in only, C as in cat, Fit, F-I-T. It's a beautiful M like you see on my hat. Go get it, get signed in, test it out for a couple days, and let's chat because I got some things for you. All right, y'all. Champion the shit out of your life, and until next week when we come at you with 16 through 19, whew, have a great week. Enough up while y'all just snooze while you make breakfast man. I'm on the move. I'm the first one in and the last one out. Whoever owns the place gotta drag me out. Huh? In me I trust, yeah, I smell like success. This Elon Musk, huh? Everybody gonna be like us. We don't stop because the top just ain't enough, huh? I ain't never gay no fucks, I ain't scamming you know black men don't no blush, huh? Came here ready to fight on this night, you better just-